Welcome to the Inside Inside Sales Podcast with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us every week as we interview industry leaders and experts to uncover the ways they're finding sales success today. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. How is everybody doing today? Oh, my friends, it's been dynamite, just dynamite. Uh, since I've got back from Outbound, I have been going, I literally have been going nuts. I have been back to back to back to back meetings. A lot of it is playing catch up. As you all know, small price to pay when you're at, you know down there back in the saddle, talking to real people again on the stage, shaking hands and just meeting the people that you see on social and like face to a name, all that kind of stuff. It was dynamite. So yeah, I've been, I've been busy, busy, busy as hell. And uh, as you might imagine, uh, my team was literally complaining with me yesterday about how hoarse their voice was, their voices were because they've been on, you know, back to back demos as a result of the outbound uh, conference sponsorship. So uh, how's that? That's not a bad week for me and the team kind of like it. Um, and of course, uh, what I can tell you is that we blew out our numbers last month. I mean, it was a very, very good month. So we closed our quarter hard. It's always nice, isn't it? When you're in the sales game, where you can say, I either met my number or I got so close, they're not going to give me grief or I, you know, I surpassed it. The one, you know, years ago, I made a choice way back when, because as you all know, I've done sales, I've done marketing, I've done sales, I've done marketing. I had this kind of like seesaw back and forth. And ultimately, I probably went all in on marketing for over a decade because I just got exhausted with that weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual chase, relentless chase for, you know, hitting quota. And I, I always found it so thankless that at the end of the month, end of the quarter, it's like, I did it. Whoo. Can I just like, yeah. Can I celebrate? Can I go for a drink? Can I high five? Can I come into the next day and strap my stuff? And I was like, no, no, the next day you're at zero, dude. Like you're, you're nothing now. Yesterday was great. So like, wait a minute. I busted my behind for 90 calendar days to lead up to a handful of hours where I was able to say, yeah, yeah. And then, boom, I'm, I'm dirt again. I'm nothing. I'm back at ground zero. And that was exhausting. Now, here's the funny thing. So it's taking on the role of CRO. doesn't bother me anymore. I don't know why. I don't know if I'm just older, more mature. Now it's just the, the routine. I think a lot of it comes back to being confident in myself, confident in what we're doing, confident, having seen enough sales cycles, enough time under you know, my belt, so to speak, to know that there's, there's going to be cycles. It's going to be good and it's going to be bad. And it's going to be seasonality. And, you know, for the most part, people are pretty reasonable with you as long as you're performing your job. So that was, uh, that's been, my, you know, so I'm celebrating a good quarter. And by the time you're listening to this, I'm back to zero again. I'm dirt. So brothers and sisters, we're dirt together. Uh, anyway, I've had a lot of great conversations. I mentioned all the demos we're doing. And so part of that is we're, we're jamming nonstop. 
as you can imagine, about outbound and our experience with it. I just hung up with a with a cat. Great guy. He was and I love he was still like so blunt. Daryl, you know, I knew Sales Loft and I knew Outbound. I'd heard a couple others, but I'd never heard of Vanilla Soft. And we're making a decision like next week. And uh, but you were like everywhere. And I was like, who the hell are these people? And you seem like you know what you're doing. You seem like I shoot straight with you. So like here's what I want and away you go. And then, so we said, great. And we had a conversation and back and forth. It kept on going back to outbound, but outbound this and outbound that. And one of the things that's really cool about outbound, and I probably sound like I'm advertising outbound and I guess indirectly I am. That's not my point. My point was, it was so nice to be back with colleagues, peers, people whom you respect, and you just rift and you would go from topic to topic the topic, the topic. And before you know it, like, you know, half hour, hour, two hours has gone by and it's just been like deep into it and you've been loving it and you've been feeding off it and you learn so much. And I said to myself, I got to do this. I got to recapture that. And, and I said, who do I know that's really smart that I can riff with on a variety of topics in a single show? And I couldn't find anybody smart, but I did find Tyler Lassard from Vidyard. Tyler Welcome to the show, my friend. How you doing? Uh, that that lead in was I saw that a mile away, Daryl. I just <laughs> I knew we were going to get the I couldn't get the person I wanted, but I found Tyler. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. My my fellow Canadian uh, tech leader. I'm super excited to be here and uh, I'm glad to hear you had an amazing outbound, my friend. That is exciting. Hey, so true story, my friend. Last night I'm sitting on my couch and uh, and I get this DM on Twitter. And it's from a colleague of mine, and he's like, uh, hey, Prail, I'm, uh, I'm about to talk to Tyler Lassard, and I believe you know him pretty well. Um, so that my call goes well with him, I don't know if it's a call or a video or whatever, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe you two will be holding hands, walking naked through the park. I really don't know, and I didn't ask for specifics. He said, can you tell me all about him so that I have, you know, better context and a better story I can really connect with him. And I just want you to know, brother, I lied my ass off. And as far as he's concerned, you're a legend. So there you go. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. I mean, flattery will get you everywhere. Uh, it's, <laughs> you know, it's been a lot of fun over the last few years. I mean, much like yourself, I have like, I just, I get so passionate about the stuff that we do as like marketing and sales and being in this intersection of creative and tech. It's uh, it's so much fun. And like whether or not, you know, we're actually legends, I'm a legend in my own mind just because I love what I do and I put myself out there. And uh, I mean, I've made it. I have made it to the Inside Inside Sales Show. So, so you're there. Well, actually, one of the things I'm I did good. say to him and for our audience, if you don't know Tyler, you genuinely should follow him on LinkedIn. As you can tell, we might get along a little bit and I torment the hell out of him. But I told this fellow, I said, listen, Tyler's an interesting cat. I said, because he's taken a company from, you know, basically startup mode and he's he's not only grown it. Um, but he's adapted with it, which is a huge statement because the role you have in startup mode is not going to be the role you have as you get bigger and bigger and bigger right. and more people come in and some people can handle that. And some people can't handle that. And I've, and all the leaders that I, I respect have all watched their role morph and evolve and they've just, they've just gone with it. And I said, in the same breath, yeah. I said, he's created a category. Like he's genuinely created a category that for the most part didn't exist with any notoriety and, and boom, he's done it. So I said, 
he's, he's going to be a great conversation for you. So let's, let's segue there. I'm having the conversation first. Screw him. Uh, I want to, I want to repeat outbound. Let, let's hit a whole bunch of topics. Are you up for it? Yeah. Let's okay. do it. Let's uh, dive in. Okay. So first up, uh, for those who don't know, and hopefully I'm not giving anything away, uh, you had this little thing you did eh, a year, two, five, 25 years ago called, I think it was called something like sales fails. And you can correct me on the exact thing. And it, it might've got a little bit of traction and, uh, and I believe you're doing it again. So what's up with that brother? What's happening there? Well, here's the thing. Uh, we, this was about, actually, it's funny when I look back at it, it was four years ago. Wow. 2017. It was when we were first launching our video for sales tool, right? So those of you who don't know Vidyard, yep, we got cool tools to record and send videos directly to customers and prospects. And at the time we were launching, we were, you know, looking for some fun content that would really bring to life the pain that we were trying to solve. Right. So we can go out and say, hey, video is going to help you. But we all know we we respond more to pains than to gain. So we, you know, talking to people, we, we understood, hey, what we're really allowing salespeople to do here is deliver a more personal, impactful message. Right. And getting away from the limitations that text based emails tend to have with us. And so we started playing with that idea and said, like, how can we bring that pain of, of shitty text based emails to life? And, you know, we're, I don't know where it came from. Some of us are Jimmy Kimmel fans. And Jimmy Kimmel does this skit called Mean Tweets, where he has celebrities read mean tweets about themselves on camera and react to them. So we played off of that and said, why don't we get real people to read bad sales emails that they've gotten on camera and then react to them and pull together a montage of those sorts of things. And uh, we did about four years ago, like I said, and had a blast with it. And at that time, because we were coming from being a marketing tech company, most of the people in it were actually marketing experts and leaders. So fast forward to today. And you know what? We said, we haven't done enough with Daryl Prale. We need something <laughs> to do with Daryl in the market. Let's bring sales fails back and let's do a 2021 edition, because honestly, not that much has really changed in how salespeople sell and message. And everything we talked about four years ago is still today, right? We're still all getting these impersonal emails with crap in them. You know, AI is just shoving stuff in there to try to be relevant. But we look at them, we laugh, and we delete. And so anyway, the new sales fails video, which is dropping very soon, is uh, a fun montage of Daryl, of Sam McKenna, of Dale Dupree, of uh, Mary Growth from House of Revenue, some of our favorite friends in the world of sales, reading their least favorite sales emails on camera and reacting to them. So uh, follow me on LinkedIn. If you haven't seen it yet, I'll be sharing it there. It's going to be great. All right, guys, <laughs> genuinely, you got to do this because the best part about this is you're going to get it and, and then you're going to share it with your teams and you're all going to laugh and you're going to say, is that, is that us? Did we do that? And I guarantee <laughs> you it will. So true story uh, on a related note, my friend, Mark Hunter issued a, uh, an email. I get it on his newsletter or whatever. It was today or yesterday, and it was never say these 10 things in email. So you talk about you're doing your sales fails, which is we're reading bad emails. Yep. He says, never, ever use these phrases, these 10 phrases in email. And then he had a related blog you can go to for understanding his reason why. And so I went to my sales channel on Slack and I said, Mark Hunter says, never say these 10 things. Are you guys, do you agree? Do you disagree? And how many of you are guilty of saying any of these 10? And it was hilarious because nobody said we had a couple of people debate one or two of them at the most, the rest they ignored, but 
several people say, well, I do that, but I think it's a good idea, and this is why. So we had Justification City going on about that may be a bad practice. They said, when I do it, it's a good thing because, you know, I'm special. No, kids. No, you're not. So uh, there you go. All right. Um, let I want, I've been not meaning to ask you a question for a long time on the video front. And, we're, and kids, we're going to talk about lots of things, not just video. But what are you seeing from a sales point of view on yeah. innovative uses of video? I'll give an example. Mm-hmm. Give an example. Okay. Again, on that same sales Slack channel we had here internally, my director of sales, Catherine, who everybody can listen to on every weekend, The Drive, as my co-host, um, she shared a post from Andy Paul. And Andy Paul said, true stat, we dramatically raised a showing percentages. You know, he said an appointment, do they show or are they not show? We dramatically increased show ups by the day before, sending like a 15 or 30 second video saying, hey, Tyler, really looking forward to our conversation tomorrow at two o'clock. Uh, I'm going to do this and this, you know, bring yourself a coffee, kick back. It's going to be great. See you then. So it should be sending a reminder that was a video. That was an innovative use. And I saw a dramatic use of it. Uh, this was also yeah. on stage at Outbound. What are you seeing with your clients or even with your community on innovative uses of video that my audience could try and apply? You see, you and I are so in sync. I saw that same uh, post of Andy Paul, and it was my friend Nick Caposi who was on his podcast talking about that, yes. of doing it right. And it's such a simple idea. So let me let me uh, let me let me spread that out a little bit and, and and give a couple other thoughts. So that one there is a great example, right? Before a meeting, we're all sending that email saying, "Hey, can't wait to see you tomorrow." And guess what happens to that email? It just you know it gets glanced, uh, glanced over. But if you send that email like Nick did with a short video of just your face talking and saying, hey, can't wait to see you tomorrow, right? They get to see you again. They get to hear you again. They get to meet you again. And by the way, they feel a lot more guilty about not showing up to yes. your call when they feel like you're a real human, right? And guilt is a powerful motivator. And I hear that one time and again, the show rates on their meetings, especially early in a sales cycle, go way up when you send a personal video ahead of time to connect with them in that way. Um, and then let, like, let's even go to the next step. So you have that meeting. Meeting goes great. Guess how many people uh, of the three people that were invited, guess how many of them showed up to that meeting, Daryl? Uh, two of the three. Two of the three. Absolutely right. Ding, 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 ding. Two of the three showed up. One of the three did not show up. That's the more important stat. That is the so more important. So after your meeting, what are you doing? You're sending an email recap saying, da, 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 here's some great things. Next steps are here. Let's reconnect in two weeks when our calendars align. Instead, what some of the best sellers are doing is recording a short video after that meeting and sending that as part of the follow-up. Now, it's partly to reinforce some of the ideas with those who were on the call, but it's more so for that one person who didn't make the meeting. It's also for the three other people who weren't invited, but at some point may actually play as, as a stakeholder in the decision that that email is actually getting forwarded to behind the scenes. And now all of a sudden those people who weren't in the meeting, not only are they getting the recap points, but they're seeing and hearing you as a real person, as a real confident sales rep, deliver that information. You're getting FaceTime with all of these people, whether or not they showed up on the Zoom, right? And then as you move through the sales process, that's the mentality I have with this innovative use. It's actually not innovative at all. It's really simple. It's the simple notion of, as I'm moving through a sales process with a, with a, with a customer, Every second they get to see and hear me talk, there are moments of FaceTime, there are moments of rapport building, there are moments of familiarity, they make me more memorable. So when I'm answering a question of theirs, 
should I just type back an email or should I hit the record button, show them something on the screen and send it back, right? Might be the very same message, but when you can bring it to life yourself and actually put yourself on camera saying it, it's more FaceTime, it's more familiarity. You become more memorable. You become that most interesting person in their inbox just by the sheer fact that you're literally showing up there as a real person. So the best sellers that I've seen have made that a habit and saying, I'm gonna just continue to communicate through these video messages as a way to stay top of mind, stay familiar and, uh, and be memorable. And it crushes it. It absolutely crushes it for, uh, for, for so many sales reps that I talk to. So let's talk about that for a second, just for context for the audience. You really hammer home what Tyler's, the power of what Tyler's saying if you're not getting it. Because you keep saying, well, Lassard, I like him. He's cute. He's Canadian, so we have to like him. But, you know, he's a vendor, therefore he's biased. And, you know, what the hell? Yeah, you know, whatever. It's like this. So let me use a personal story. Not my personal, your personal. So perhaps there's a television personality who you watch. Perhaps there's a YouTube personality that you watch. Perhaps there's a, a, sh a television show that you binge, you watch. And then one day you hear that that person is retiring or that person is uh, leaving the medium or that show is canceled. And you have this pain inside of like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to miss them. I've grown to like them. We've all been there. We've all seen it. Here's the irony. You've never talked to that person in your life and they've never talked to you. So how could you miss somebody you have no relationship with? Well, the reality is the psychology is, is that we bond with people whom we know and like and trust. And that's developed quickly off of lots of visual and audio cues. And that only comes across in video. So to uh, Mr. Lassard's point, when you get in front of these people, maybe they showed up to the meeting, maybe they didn't but you're still talking to them. They're seeing you over and over and over again. You're becoming more relational with them than the competition is. So when it's time for a decision point, if all things are equal, they're going to be biased towards you. And the second thing you can do to his point is you could actually, he talked about, and if they share it, well, anticipating that, why don't you put something provocative in that video so they will share it? without being blatant that, hey, you should share this. So, you know, you can play off the human behavior. So those are some cool points. The last thing I will continue to say, this came up on Outbound. People continue to be shocked <laughs> that once you connect with somebody on LinkedIn, you can send them a video message. And again, that was what we talked about at Outbound, just the idea of sending a video message to, to take an opportunity that's stuck and move it forward is huge. Hey, Daryl. Yeah, go ahead. Do you think um, we could uh, circle back to a couple of quick, innovative ideas on the outbound prospecting side? Yeah, let's do it. Can I touch on that for a moment? All right, all right cool. Because you, you, you sparked an idea there, um, just as you were saying the word outbound, is, uh, I mean, that's also an area where we've seen a lot of use of these one-to-one -one videos is when you are prospecting and trying to get their attention in the first place. And there's lots of cool things people are doing out there that may or may not fall into the category of innovative They're, you know, but what they're doing is they're making the video hundred percent about their prospect and not about themselves. And they're actually doing that not only in their messaging, but in their visuals that they're using to accompany their video and, and as part of their video. So for example, one of the most successful things that a lot of sellers are doing really simple, but if I were emailing you, Daryl, as a prospect, and I hadn't heard from you yet, you're still cold, I would make a short video with your LinkedIn profile up on my screen or something about your speaking talk at Outbound. I'd bring up your talk at Outbound on my screen and I would go, Mr. Prail, you absolutely crushed it 
at Outbound. Uh, I got to, I got to watch your recording. I love these two things, but I got a really important question for you about this one other thing that you mentioned. What did you mean by this? And I'd love to hear some more examples because I've got some things that relate to that, that I'd love to, to, to think about. Um, let me know if you've got some feedback on that. I'd love to chat. Something like that, right? And when you see that land in your inbox, you see a thumbnail image of the video. It's got my face in the corner, but it's got you on the rest of the page. And it creates that. It not only draws your attention in because it's something familiar and relatable for you, but it creates this curiosity gap for you, especially if you make the messaging and the email around it, where you have to fill that gap of like, what is this person talking about with respect to me? And the last thing it does is it shows them literally in a nanosecond, maybe a microsecond, that you really did make this video just for them because you know that's you on their screen. It's not something generic. And by nature of that, the fact that in their brain immediately they can process that this person made me this video. Um, I'm interested to see what it's about. They obviously did their homework because that's me on their screen, right? All that happens in faster than I can say it they're more likely to click in and engage because their expectation of value is higher. So that's a really interesting thing um, that people are doing. And I gotta give you this last tip that I s borrowed, not stole, from um, Repurposed, Katie. yes. Kevin Dorsey, you, you, know, you know Mr. Dorsey, right? Yes. Mr. Dorsey, I was chatting with him last week. We had a great session on how his team uses video in their, in their prospecting. And he gave me this, this brilliant tip. Write this one down, folks. He said, everything about the email that you send is about getting them to click the play button and watch your video. It's not about booking a meeting. It's not about anything else. Everything is about getting them to hit the play button. Because if they do, that's when you got them, right? Now they're gonna spend 60 seconds with you. They're gonna get to know you. Make everything about watching the video, including the call to action at the end of the email. Because here's what happens, right? Most people, they send the email and they've got a little bit of text and then they've got the video thumbnail image. And then after it, nine times out of 10, it says, can we book 30 minutes to chat? Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'll tell you what I do as a prospect. And I've learned most other people do this too. When I open up a sales email, I read the first sentence. I read the last sentence. And then if it passes the sniff test, I look in the middle and I usually ditch it after I see, can I book 30 minutes of your time? I don't care what you said in the middle. I do not have 30 minutes for you at this point. And so what KD said, he said, try this call to action after your video. Is the problem I showed in the video something you need to fix? Question mark. And that's it. That's your CTA. How could you not watch the video then? And your video has those other calls to actions in it. I love it. Okay, that is gold. Is the problem I talked about in the video something you need to fix? Because now I need to see the video. Don't know what you're talking about. And, and, and it might be. I love, love that. Okay, one more idea I'll throw out there. This has happened to me a couple of times. Not often. It's almost like they had a, a bit of a phase there. If there isn't a really important account you really want to get in front of, what I've seen done successfully is where people go to OnlyFans and, like, say, get some celebrity to film. Hey, Tyler uh, Lassard of Vidyard really wants to talk to you, George. And uh, Tyler says great things about you, but he says you might have this problem. You should talk to Tyler. So that's another stupid example of video that you can do 
that is very easy peasy and there's some money involved in that, of course. But I love KD's example. I love the idea of making the videos you do shareable and so you're going to be provocative in the videos so they do share it. I love the idea of using video to confirm an appointment. I love the idea of taking stuck opportunities and going on LinkedIn and using video to move it forward again. These are all innovative uses of video. And this is an example of what we did at Outbound. We just had this nonstop, never-ending ramble where we would riff off each other like this. So today was a bit of an uncommon experience. Quick and dirty. One thing that you've seen change in the use of video since you started with the tool four years ago versus now. For example, I don't see the whiteboard much anymore. What yeah. are you seeing that has changed? Yeah, I think uh, there's, you're right. There's more use of it now as a, connection builder and an explainer tool, right? Like in a way to, to explain ideas more so than just trying to get your attention as an attention hack, if you will, right? Like that's really what that first phase of using video in sales was. And the, the idea with the whiteboard and writing their name on it, it was purely an attention hack. There wasn't always a lot of substance behind it, but it was the, what is going to get their attention? Um, now, some of that still happens for sure. Like people are getting creative with their thumbnails when they're prospecting, but most of what I see is it's now about the authenticity factor, especially over the last year, as we've all been disconnected from real life, is the videos are just about having your personality, your passion bleed through, being authentic, making it about connection, not perfection. And I think that's been a really big piece of it uh, in the, the use of the last little while. So this is an example of what I'm going to be doing on video um, next. Give an example of being innovative and use it for authenticity. I talked about how I had a, a call with a demo and a, a, a prospect from outbound earlier today. And they were saying, we hadn't heard of you, but we talked to sales loft and outreach. And now, you know, and there are clear next steps, demos, pricing. He wants pricing in advance and, and a few other things. And I said, no problem. What I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of send him a video as we discuss, blah, blah, blah. But then I'm going to do a screen share and I'm going to bring up the pricing page. I'm going to show him your sales loft site. Here's outreach site. Here's my site. So three browsers on one screen. And what you'll notice right away is that we post pricing on our site with vanilla soft. There's no surprises. And that's, that's going to be my hook to build authenticity. Yeah. So um, always planting a seed. My friend, we have run out of time. I apologize. I, 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 I wanted to hit you up and just talk about what's going on at Vidyard, not from the sense for you to do promotion, but I just wanted to learn what sales tips and tricks and, and evolution has taken place from you and your team as you've grown and as you evolve and what did you have to overcome? So we're going to save that for another day. I apologize, but dude, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Is it LinkedIn? What? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn folks. Hop on there. Tyler Lassard at Vidyard. And uh, of course, if you aren't using Vidyard yet, it's free. I don't know what you're waiting for. Just hop over to Vidyard.com. You can sign up and start sending your own videos. Have at it. Uh, and see success with it. And of course, you can do that from right inside of Vanilla Soft as well, because there's a really nice little integration there. But we'll uh, look forward to coming back and talking a little bit more about where our own sales team is at. So uh, thanks again for having me, Daryl. Is he a marketer? Is he a sales rep? I don't know, but he kicks ass at call to actions. Love it. <laughs> my friend, Tyler Lassard, take care of my friend. We shall talk to you soon. Everybody else, happy selling. You may be dirt now, but in 30 to 90 days, you're going to be on top of that mountain again. My name is Daryl Prell, and this is the Inside Inside Sales Show. Take care. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Inside Inside Sales Podcast with your host, Daryl Prale. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, we would greatly appreciate you taking a moment to leave us a review on the platform you're listening to the show from today. Also, please feel free to share this program with your friends and colleagues. Thank you. Daryl will be back again next week.